whether they were conscious of it or not. Last Thursday morning, about 10.30 a.m., residents of Babcock Village here in Westerly understood the meaning of Christmas. They understood it analogously, and they understood it experientially. See, at the moment when the red men and women at Babcock Village realized what was going on, the moment they realized that there was an active shooter in the building who was a threat to their lives, they knew what Christmas is all about. That's because at that moment, that terrible, frightening moment, they knew what they needed. They knew exactly what they needed. And they knew what they did not need. They knew, for example, that they didn't need a teacher. They didn't need someone to come in and teach them about how a gun works and what a gun can do to people. They didn't need a moralist to talk to them about the immorality of using a gun improperly and how wrong it is to kill innocent human beings. They didn't need a social worker to help them get financial assistance or medical benefits. At the moment they realized there was an active shooter in their building, the good people of Babcock Village knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that what they desperately needed was a savior. They knew their lives were being threatened by a person with killing on his mind, and they knew that they needed somebody to come and prevent that murderer from killing them. Thankfully, that savior, actually I should say those saviors, plural, came to the residents of Babcock Village that day in the persons of our first responders, especially our state and local law enforcement personnel. And as you know, they did a fantastic job. God bless them for their efforts that day and every day to keep the rest of us safe this community. I said a few minutes ago that last Thursday morning the people of Babcock Village understood the meaning of Christmas, even if they weren't aware of, at the time of the connection between what they were experiencing and the birth of Jesus in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago. But hopefully, my brothers and sisters, you do realize the connection. You see, whether we're conscious of it or not ourselves, spiritually speaking, every one of us, every single human person, is just like the men and women in those apartments on December 19th. We're in a situation that we cannot get out of on our own. There's a killer on the loose. A killer who, believe it or not, is far more dangerous than the Babcock Village shooter. That killer's name is Satan. He wants to destroy you, me, and everybody else for all eternity. St. Peter describes him as a roaring lion who is looking for someone to devour. It's a great image, and it's true. His goal is to lead us into sin, preferably serious sin, mortal sin, and then keep us there. That's what he wants. If you ask me, he's succeeding with a growing number of people these days, or at least he seems to be. And if you don't believe me, just read the daily newspaper. But the fact of the matter is, we're all sinners. We've all offended God. We all need healing. We all need forgiveness. Pride, greed, lust, envy, anger, gluttony, sloth, the seven deadly sins, we're all guilty in one way or another of at least some of them. And these sins of ours, even if they're small ones, are infinitely offensive to Almighty God. Infinitely offensive. 
That's because our God is infinitely holy. He's totally perfect. But you're not infinite. Neither am I. You're not perfect and neither am I. We are finite human beings. That means our actions have a finite value, no matter how good they might be, no matter how numerous they might be. Consequently, we could never fully atone for even one of our sins. Only somebody who is both human and divine could do that. Because he's human, this individual could represent all of us before the Heavenly Father. Because he's divine, his actions would have infinite value. Hence, his one sacrificial act of atonement could bring forgiveness to everyone. Everyone who lives now, who has lived, or will live till the end of time. Everyone who needs mercy. Everyone who seeks mercy. This is the why of Christmas, my brothers and sisters. In the Gospel of John, chapter 3, Jesus says, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Only Jesus could do the job. Because only Jesus was both God and man. And St. John tells us in the Gospel that will be read tomorrow on Christmas Day, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That's reference to our Lord's divine nature. And later on in that text, St. John says, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. That's concerning his human nature. When people are asked the question out on the street, who was Jesus Christ? Many will respond by saying, well, Jesus, you know, he was, he was a great teacher. Or they'll say, Jesus, yeah, great guy, a great moralist. Jesus, yeah, he was a great social reformer. And it's true, my brothers and sisters, Jesus was all of those things and much more. But first and foremost, Jesus Christ was and is and always will be a savior our Savior. Because salvation is what we need most as human beings. We need it most because if we're not saved from our sins and able to go to heaven at the end of our lives, nothing in this earthly life matters. Ultimately, it's all meaningless. We're just here for a time and then poof, we go. End of story. Early on, earlier on, I said that on the morning of December 19th, the people of Babcock Village did not need a teacher or a moralist or a social worker. They needed a savior. And the Lord in his mercy, praise God, met that need. He supplied the saviors they needed. Today we celebrate the fact that God has done something similar and much greater for us by sending us his son, Jesus Christ who was born of the Virgin Mary on Christmas Day and who gave his life for us on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins, something we could never, ever have done for ourselves. That's why this is so important. Forgiveness comes to us as Catholics first through baptism and then later on through the Sacrament of Reconciliation, also known as Confession, a great gift. Which brings to mind the question, when was the last time you made a good confession? When was the last time you made a thorough confession? When was the last time you made an honest confession? Please think about that tonight.
close my homily on this Christmas Eve with these words, which are on a Christmas card I received a number of years ago. The card read, If our greatest need had been information, God would have sent us an educator. If our greatest need had been technology, God would have sent us a scientist. If our greatest need had been money, God would have sent us an economist. If our greatest need had been pleasure, God would have sent us an entertainer. But our greatest need was forgiveness. So God sent to us a Savior. Praise be Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, now and forever.